This is the Women Encouraged podcast, and I'm your host, Bethany Berendrecht. We are all about growing in Christ and being shaped by His Word, so it's a joy to welcome you here to these conversations about loving God, loving His Word, and growing in faithfulness to Him. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to another season of the Women Encouraged podcast. I can't tell you how thankful and excited I am to be sharing this series of episodes, which will touch on matters of life, theology, biblical perspectives, and how we live out the truth about God in our day-to-day lives. This episode is a bit serious as we kick off this season, but it's an important one, and I'm sure you'll be able to appreciate why. Everywhere we look, we can find examples of how our world has rejected God and sought to redefine His terms. Rather than seeking truth in the God who made the world and sets the standard of what is good and right, our culture is bent on deciding truth and goodness for itself. Today's conversation is on the topic of abortion, and I've asked my friend Laura Clausen to come on to share about her work as founder of Choice for Two, a ministry designed to help women facing unwanted or unplanned pregnancies. Laura has also been creating videos and using social media to expose the language used to talk about choice and to raise awareness about the realities of abortion. This month of January, so many Christians across North America mourned the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, while abortion proponents celebrate the legality of taking unborn lives. As Christians, we truly are living in a time when it is imperative that we identify reality according to God's Word and do not hide the truth about abortion. My prayer is that this conversation with Laura will encourage you to be fearless as you love others well by speaking God's truth and as you speak up on behalf of those who cannot speak for themselves. Let's get started with my conversation with Laura Clausen. Okay, well, welcome to you, Laura Clausen. I am so thankful to have you here at Women Encouraged. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Can you just give us a little introduction to yourself? I always find it really interesting when I talk to somebody and I say, um, do you know, you know, who Laura Clausen is and choice for two? And they say no. And I'm like, how do you not know about her? (laughs) So I'm really excited to have people get to know you a little bit today. Okay. Um, So I'm a Canadian uh, anti-abortion activist. Um, I I have a background in theater and I was working professionally in the opera company in Toronto for about eight years. And then I left that to um, basically run Choice for Two, which is the organization that I started um, because it got to be so big, really. Like, And I didn't I hadn't expected that. So anyway, it's been awesome. But um, um, so Choice for Two is an anti-abortion Canadian organization. And we have two main goals. Um, Half of what we do is trying to create awareness about the abortion, about abortion in general. Um, And for us here in Canada, um, we don't even have an abortion law and most Canadians don't know that. So that's kind of where the whole awareness side of things started. And then on the other hand, we also interact directly with women who are um, considering getting abortions and we try to um, counsel them out of that. And then we also help them um, practically in any way that we can. Right. That's awesome. And you, so you said how many years you've been doing this? 
Uh, it's yeah, we, we launched five years ago. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's relatively new, but Mm -hmm. you guys have been very, very effective in the amount of time that you have been working. It's, um, really gained notoriety on (laughs) both ends of things. And, um, Yeah. yeah, I'm just super excited and encouraged by what you guys have been doing and, um, the different videos you've been putting out there. What are like, what are some of the organization's goals specifically? Do you have like a mission statement that you operate from? We do, but I feel like it's changed a lot. Um, when we started, my idea was we're going to be this, not, um, we're not going to be a religious organization. Yeah. Um, because that's not going to reach anyone and we're just going to address the abortion issue and, How'd that work out for you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it did because we got going. But then I realized um, when I really realized what abortion is, which Mm. I think is child sacrifice, um, Mm -hmm. then I I realized how stupid that would be to leave God out of it. And also um, there's such a connection between women going to abort their children and the opportunity to witness and to um, speak about Jesus with them. Like it's so yeah. connected. So yeah. Uh, we've, yeah, so we've really changed in terms of that where before we would have never said we were a Christian organization and now we're like talking about God all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I know I find that happens a lot with, um, even with like local pregnancies care oh, yeah. centers or something like that. Like they yeah. might, they might say, Oh, we, we're just going to be really neutral. And it just, if you really want to be consistent, you can't keep it neutral. There is no neutrality and it just doesn't pan out for you. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you got my attention. I don't know how many years ago was when you put out that, um, first video, I think the, my body, my choice video. Yeah. That, um, still is probably one of my favorites. It's, it's very to the point, but you're yeah. really working to highlight the uncomfortable truths about abortion. Can you right. share what some of those are, what some of the videos are showing people and um, maybe some of the responses that you guys have gotten? Yeah. So that's the, um, the just saying video series. And yeah, we just try to basically show people who support abortion, like what they're actually saying when they throw out all of these snazzy little um, lines, uh, it, like my body, my choice. Well, it's not your body. You're not aborting your own body. You're aborting someone else's body. So yeah. yeah, So that was the first one. Um, Probably the most popular one is the magical birth canal. Um, I love that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's just the whole idea that you're, at least here in Canada, you're legally not considered a human being until you have exited the birth canal and taken a breath. Yeah. So like, that's, that's ridiculous. So we just wanted to, um, put a visual to that. So we made a birth canal, we have a, a baby there and we're showing the baby here is not considered a human, but you know, a few inches this way. And now it's a human being. Um, so that's kind of the idea. We've done a whole bunch of different ones. Um, no uterus, no say, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing where men can't have an opinion because they don't have a uterus, but yeah, this is a human rights issue. So we need men in it. Um, and the response to these videos has been very good. Like we created them hoping that um, we'd make a viral video and, and we did that. So we made them not just to preach to the choir, um, of people who would say that they're pro-life. Uh, we made this to really engage our culture 
and to challenge the status quo about what abortion actually is and what our culture is supporting. Yeah. And you do get a lot of, I mean, I would say a lot of positive comments on your videos, but you get a fair share of <laughs> negative ones as well. Like yeah. go away or, you know, worse than that sometimes, <laughs> but yeah. um, it's, it's really highlighted for me, I guess the difference between, um, you know, just saying, well, I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to do it in a way that's going to um, just put it in your face so you can't avoid it. Or mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the truth with almost like a story. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to paint a picture for you and show you the absolute absurdity of what it means to be pro-abortion. And right. I think you guys have done an excellent job. Sorry, I'm, I know I'm just kind of like applauding you here, but I really, I really do love what you're doing and I'm so thankful for it as well. So would you describe yourself as an abolitionist or do you view, like, maybe you can explain for us, first of all, what, a, what's the difference between an abolitionist and an incrementalist? And then maybe tell us like how you fall into one of those camps or maybe yeah. see value in both. Right. Oh, that's an interesting question. It's it, yeah. So here in Canada, we don't actually have an abolitionist movement. Um, so it's definitely an American thing. And I think in other places in the world as well, but, um, the, what it is. So the abolition, the abolitionists, they want total and immediate abolition of abortion. Now, <laughs> right. they don't want any exceptions. They don't want a law to be put in that says you can murder your baby up until this point, or you can murder your baby except for in cases of whatever, they just say, no, gone, all of it. So the, the incremental side um, of things, they think that is unreasonable and they don't see that actually being able to happen. So they think- right. Is it more like a feasibility sort of a thing where they just are like, well, we'll never make any headway if we just stop it altogether? I think, I think so. I, I don't think they think it's possible to stop it altogether. Right. I think that's the main thing. So they want to chip away at it and uh, eventually, you know, bring it down, put in more and more regulations, and then eventually get it to zero. Okay. So that's that's the main difference. And I, I can understand, um, for sure, the incrementalist side of things. Um, but I, I do agree more with the abolitionist movement, I think, because I, I just, I understand what abortion is. And I don't, I cannot justify in my mind putting in a law that that says you can, you can murder babies up until a certain point or for certain reasons. Like that doesn't right. work in my mind. And I, I think it's because I know that God knit us together in our mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So God says those are human beings. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, yeah. I, they yeah. don't become a human being at 20 weeks or right. at the, at the moment where they can feel pain or anything like yeah. that. Like they are human beings from the moment of conception and right. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I think it's, it's such a fascinating thing watching all of this play out in America, because um, I've noticed the way that the abolitionist movement has been painted mm -hmm. um, is not, is not right. It's not mm. true They're They say that they stand outside of clinics and scream at women and call them names and throw no, things yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a total lie. So it's just very interesting. It's an interesting dynamic going on right now. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a, a really big tension there, isn't there, between the abolitionists and the incrementalists where, yes. um, you know, I mean, I've 
seen both sides of it where some mm-hmm. will say unkind things about the other. And yeah. um, I know some, I actually have some friends like um, involved in, in the abolitionist movement who do celebrate when they make gains though on the incrementalist side, when there are things that like, praise God, we can't murder babies after 20 weeks. Let's just end it all. But praise God, we'll praise him for the little bits that we are able to accomplish. It's still a a good thing and a thing worth rejoicing over. I think that that's an interesting thing because the abolitionists, um, they don't think that those laws are actually saving babies. Hmm. So yeah, because there are so many loopholes. Yeah. So that's also part of the frustration as to why I think a lot of them don't celebrate any incremental laws because they can see that it's not actually going to save anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair, that's a fair point for sure. I think there's a lot of people who will take advantage of every exception to every rule who really that's what they care about the most is the, the end goal of, of, you know, infanticide really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a really uncomfortable topic. And I, I mean, I, I noted that <laughs> in our introduction, in my introduction to this conversation here, it's not the thing that everybody's like, Hey, let's talk about this, but right. it's a reality in our world. Yeah. And just like there are physical realities that we face, this is an issue of spiritual warfare. There's a spiritual reality mm-hmm. to this. Um, yeah. I would really, I'm really interested to hear from you your perspective on the spiritual warfare side of this, what it, what that's like, and uh, maybe some of the opposition that you've faced and the way that the Lord has worked through that for you. Yeah. So I think it, it definitely opened my eyes um, starting choice for two. I had no idea that there were so many um, Satanists and witches, like legit Satanists yeah. and witches all over the place. Like I didn't actually think that that was a thing. Right. Um, and then they just came out of the woodwork, which is very interesting that they would, would be so concerned about an organization. Um, and really we're, we are helping women. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what we do. And they, they hate us for, um, that. Mm. <laughs> so that's been very interesting. And a lot of the biggest, I'll call them trolls, you know, on social media, but the people who leave the nastiest messages and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you go and if you click on their profile and look at them, they're all wearing the satanic symbols and like, they're not hiding it. They even send me messages saying they're doing a ritual in my honor. Um, you know, I had witches, well, I didn't have, they told me they're, they're out there dancing around a fire and stuff. Like just very, yeah, just very eye opening as to what's actually going on. Um, I get a lot of very nasty um, private messages from people uh, that, you know, have definitely crossed the line. And it's interesting that the social media giants, they don't consider that, like I'll report those and they say there's nothing wrong with it. But I get reported all the time for saying stuff like abortion is murder. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess because I haven't really had too many in-person experiences with these types of people. Okay. I've had, I've had a few, so it's mostly been online. And for me personally, I don't actually get bothered Mm -hmm. really by the kind of messages and comments. Like it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. You'd have to have Um, pretty thick skin. Yeah, I guess so. Like it was shocking at first, but now like it actually does not bother me. So, I mean, they can, they can do whatever they want, but what bothers me is, um, 
abortion. So <laughs> like the, the spiritual, the spiritual elements. Cause I, I, I know what we're doing. Right. It's, it's child, it's child sacrifice. Yeah. And so when you, when you understand that, Oh, it just puts everything into perspective and, and you do realize what, what you're battling against. Mm-hmm. I'm not battling against women, you know, who are considering abortion. That's, that's, they're not the enemy. The mm-hmm. enemy is Satan who loves child sacrifice. Yeah. Talk about that a little more. Cause you just came out with this video this last month about the connections between abortion and child sacrifice. And it's a very potent message. Um, it's really heavy and I think it's super necessary. Um, share about that and those connections there. Yeah. So, so as time has been going on and I, yeah, I did, I realized, um, because it is a, an image bearer of God, that's being murdered and it's a blood sacrifice. Um, it, it's sacrifice, it's child sacrifice. So when I was doing research, um, for the video and just going back and looking at all the ancient child sacrifice practices that were going on, you know, the, and and we show some of them in the video, Mm -hmm. but the Aztecs cutting hearts out and Incas leaving their children to freeze and like awful, awful things. Um, all for, Basically, so that people could prosper, mm-hmm. they were they were trying to sacrifice to these false gods so they could prosper, so they could have rain for their crops, sun, so that they would be victorious in war. Um, it's all different reasons. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, it's the same today, because the main reasons why um, women get abortions and. This sounds. This is going to sound really harsh, but I talk to women day in and day out yeah. about abortion, and honestly, the number one reason is selfishness. Yeah, um, they might be being pressured. Um, that's true. Pressure is a real thing. Um, they might be terrified. They might be scared. It's true. But in the end, they're making a selfish choice, um, and they're they're sacrificing their child so that they can prosper by finishing their education or by. Um, being promoted in their career, or I've even had now numerous times women um, that I was talking to want to get an abortion because they had a vacation planned. And now this pregnancy comes and it's not a good time because they want to go on their vacation. And so they've gotten an abortion and they say, well, I'll just go on the vacation and then we'll come back and I'll try again to get pregnant. That is tragic and horrible. I know. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's a very obvious connection to me, um, between ancient and modern and also where else in our, in my country, same as for your country, where else are children being killed daily? Yeah. Like this is, this is the only spot it's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's why I made the video and yeah, it's, it's a very harsh video, but I think necessary. Yeah. I wouldn't even necessarily characterize it as harsh. It's just very, Mm. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess. Truthful. <laughs> yeah, it's very honest. It's just very yeah. honest and it's very, you know, unflagging in terms of its, um, you know, willingness to just call it what it is. It is, that is what it is. And we love thinking that we are so progressive as a society. Right. Look how modern we are. Um, look mm-hmm. how far we've come. And, and yes. no, we are no different. We're no different than the people who were willing to put their children out to expose them and, um, to kill them. And it's just absolutely 
tragic and devastating to really think about it in those terms. But I think it's super necessary for us too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to switch gears here for a minute to talk about um, sharing publicly that we are pro-life and what that means for us. So I know I'm sure you run into this a lot and I, I've seen you post about this on your personal page and on your, like on, um, on your private, I guess your friends page or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if you also share about this on the choice for two page, but there's a lot of people who just aren't willing to say, Hey guys, I'm anti-abortion. They want to frame it like I'm pro-life. Um, they want to keep it super positive and they don't want to talk about, the, the ugliness really of abortion. Um, yeah. I have to say I'm probably a bit middle of the road. I don't share a lot of the graphic pictures, but, um, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, it's kind of something I've had to come to terms with, like, where am I at with this and, and how, you know, getting courageous about sharing that. And I'm not afraid to tell people that I'm anti-abortion. So I can say that with confidence that I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not hiding that about myself, but I do know a lot of friends who, you know, they feel super comfortable going to something like a pregnancy care center fundraiser, or they get lo- involved in pro-life work locally, but they don't feel like they can talk about it on social media about abortion specifically yeah. because of rejection or shame. Um, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe it's, uh, being told, like I have, you don't really care about babies unless you adopt one. Like you, you can't say that you're pro-life unless you're, you know, taking in foster kids. Those are the realities that we run into. So how would you encourage, like, how, how do you talk to women who are struggling with this? Like who aren't sure if this is a topic they should get involved in talking about? Yeah. Well, it's so politically incorrect right now to be anti-abortion. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as Christians, I mean, Jesus was pretty politically incorrect. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I think just right there, um, we are we are called to rescue those being led to the slaughter. That's exactly what's happening. So I think that I understand that it it can be um, very scary to, to post something anti-abortion because people will attack you. They will say that you're unloving. It's not, it's not uh, the Christian thing to do. Yeah. Um, right. Which that's a whole other thing there because for what I've realized is that the most loving thing I can do for a woman, whether she's considering abortion or whether she's had an abortion is to let her know that abortion is murder because you cannot heal from that. If you've done it, you cannot heal from that unless you understand what it is and you've repented for it. Um, so that's, that's just a little sidebar there. It's not, it's not, um, mean, I'm not being mean. Um, Actually, I don't really, I I don't really want you to make that just a sidebar. Can you dive into that a little bit? Like, I would really love to hear more about that. I know what you're saying. And I would just really love for you to kind of expand on that somewhere. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's what I get from a lot of Christians and even people that I know, uh, they'll say I'm too harsh. Um, yeah, that it's not loving. And do you understand the trauma and the pain that you're going to bring upon post-abortive women if you're talking about this? Um, and that is kind of how the movement operates. The pro-life movement, I would say they don't Mm. want to call out abortion for what it is Mm. because then that makes people guilty. And they don't want to appear as though they're attacking women. Um, but if we go that way, it's never going to end because someone has to be responsible. And the abortionist 
is responsible. He is tearing babies apart. He or she, they know what they're doing. They're responsible. But the women who walk in to the center and get up on the table and allow for that to happen to their own child, they're responsible because God gave them that baby. And then they went and did that. Hmm, um, yeah. But there is, yeah, there is forgiveness, right? There's no sin too big for God. So it is the most loving thing I can say. And I've actually like walked through this um, over the past couple of years with one of my friends, actually, who's post-abortive and very offended by things I was saying. And I would get up in church and, you know, make a little announcement about something to do with choice for two or something. And she was very upset and felt like I was attacking her. And years went on and she came to realize that she was so upset because she was being so um, defensive about it. She hadn't, she hadn't asked for forgiveness. And if you haven't asked for forgiveness, that's such a heavy guilt on you, right? Um, that, yeah. And that's like her guilt is talking. Like when she feels like you're attacking her, that's her guilt speaking to her. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, so there's that side of it. And then there's the women who are considering abortion. And the, if I didn't say to them, you're about to murder your child, like think about what you're about to do. You're considering murdering your own baby. I have to say that to them because that's what they're about to do. And then if they go ahead and do it, they're going to come out on the other end. And if I didn't say that, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying to save their baby's life. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's the whole thing about being loving, being nice, not being offensive. That's what people are always telling me I need to change. Mm -hmm. Um, but since I've started speaking in this way and, and acting in this way, so many more babies have been saved and so many more post-abortive women have found forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, so like if, if this was not working, I wouldn't be doing it. Right. Right. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's really <laughs> calling women to agree with God about what they've done. It's not like yeah. just, you know, fig leave yourself till you feel a little better. And that's what they do when they're when they're really feeling attacked, when they feel like um, you're shaming them by talking about an issue, even if you're not talking about them, that's what they're just going to interpret that um, as a personal attack because they're just trying to cover over what's already going on in their heart, which is a conviction of sin. And then when you just say, really, all you need to do is agree with God that you sinned against him in in this act of murder. And, um, that is so much more freeing than trying to cover up our own sin all, all by ourselves. When the blood of Jesus covers that sin, it's gone and you don't have to carry that anymore. And what a, what a burden gone for them. Like what an incredible lifting of a burden for them. Yeah, exactly. Well, I love it. I'm so glad you um, you kind of stepped into that. I'm so happy about that. Um, would you just talk maybe a little bit more just to the woman who isn't sure if they should start talking about this? What is the yeah. cost that they need to count? Yeah, exactly. Lives. Um, yeah. Lives and souls. Because the post-abortive women, that they often go down a very dark path if they don't find forgiveness after that, um, which, you know, can basically lead to hell to be frank about it. Yeah. Um, I think as like, as, as Christians, like, as I said before, like we're, we're called to defend and stand up for the, the weak and the defenseless and the fatherless and the orphan, like it's not new information. No. <laughs> so I, yeah. So I, I don't think it's like, 
it's not like this huge, crazy thing to all of a sudden start doing this because I do straight up think we're being told to do this because this is the human rights injustice of our time. And so I know that I will stand before God and I will answer for what I did or did not do regarding this. And I believe we all will. So, I mean, to post something online and to say that you're anti-abortion feels really extreme and really scary. Mm. Um, but babies are dying. Like they're having their arms and legs ripped off. They're being poisoned with needles to the heart. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you can be brave. And when you frame it like that, when it's like, it's either your comfort online, yeah. your online comfort, your, your approval rating, whatever, your yeah. visibility to your platform. I don't know. Like you can mm-hmm. put anything in that category, I guess, but, or, um, or a, a life, a human life and a soul of a woman being, you know, yeah. tortured by guilt. What are you going to yeah. choose? Like that makes it feel very selfish to not, <laughs> to not go the route of yeah. saying, look, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to, I'm going to be a voice for the voiceless. And I'm going to stay, um, I'm going to stand in the path of somebody who's going to, who's really going to death. Like, because yeah. that woman, like you said, the woman who is getting up on the table and letting this be done to her baby um, she's one of those that's being led away to death, to the slaughter and, and to hell ultimately, if she doesn't repent. Right. Yeah. So people just need to be brave and get out there and do it. It's, it's, it is very scary. Like I will say that like the first time you do it and you don't know how people are going to react mm. and people that you never would have expected would have cared are going to write you awful messages. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you like, I am constantly surprised by how many babies are saved by women I did not even speak with, just women who read something that I posted. Wow. Um, And yeah, the numbers, there's so many of them. So, I mean, just try it. Just be brave. You don't need to write something mean. You just need to write something truthful and just pray about it and just watch what happens. Like you could actually be saving someone's life. Mm, That's beautiful. And I think it's also so relieving to remember that we don't have to have all the answers for every, you know, human problem like mm-hmm. like the people who come at you with well what about all the kids in foster care or yeah. you know um, kids in poverty and all that you can't be you can't call yourself pro-life unless you're pro all life in all these er- areas mm. and then I think I think I've seen you talk about how like this is the this is the thing I've been called to I haven't been called to yeah. do the um, immigration issue or the yeah. issue of poverty or the issue of you know you know you name it. Like, that's not what God has called me to. The God has called me to this issue. And I think that's a completely fair thing to say, if that's what you're going to choose to speak up about, which we ought to be doing, because this is a genocide happening in our, in our world. Um, We don't have to feel um, pushed around by people who want to silence us because we didn't talk about every single human rights violation, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, That is why I say I'm Mm anti-abortion so that I'm very clear because the pro-life movement has now included all kinds of issues Mm -hmm. and they're all valid issues, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Like I support all of that, but why does this issue then get lost? This, this slaughter of babies, why does it get lost among all the other things? Because people don't actually see it as being as valid as everything else. They don't. That's what it actually comes down to. And there are so few people who are actually just dedicated to this issue. 
So when they say that, you know, like, why aren't you doing the, the poverty or why aren't you doing the immigration? Like, do you know how many people are involved in that? And yes, if you are called to do that, great, get involved. Like, I will support you. But don't try and like, that is another like trick of Satan that I've seen, even among Christians. You know, you're going to, why are you so passionate about this issue when there's all these other issues? That's just a lie because these are babies and this is very important. Right. And then there is a big difference, actually, when you talk about there, there is a difference between a baby being murdered in the dark of its mother's womb and a child Mm -hmm. outside the womb who actually has a chance at life, who needs to be fed and clothed and cared for and provided a safe place. That child is actually alive and having the opportunity to live. Um, Whereas in the undercover of darkness, so to speak, the other one is being put to death unjustly. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm all fired up. Sorry. (laughs) No, I love it. (laughs) I'm a type of person. (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, I'm so thankful that we had this chat. Laura, thank you for joining me today. I'm going to ask you that question I ask every guest at the end. What has the Lord been using in your life lately to encourage you in walking faithfully with him? Oh, again, nothing to earth shatteringly new, but um, no. <laughs> reading the Bible, really, reading the Bible <laughs> and prayer. Yeah. Um, very, very key. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, I really have been blessed um, by a lot of new friends in the anti-abortion movement, a lot of abolitionists in the States. Mm. It's really cool to connect with um, Christians and There are so few, especially up here in Canada, even pastors, there's so few who will address this issue. So lately, though, I've been um, meeting a lot more people, Um, you know, bridges are being built. And it's just it's really cool to see what's happening because I feel like there's been a shift and I can see that Christians are starting to wake up. Yeah. And I I truly believe that we need Christians to we need Christians to end this. Um, because it's child sacrifice. So I'm very encouraged. Yeah, I'm very encouraged as to what's happening. Despite the fact that so many babies are dying each day. um, I just yeah, I've been blessed by by new friends, really. Oh, I'm so thankful for that. That's great to hear. Yeah. And I know you think you I think you've mentioned that I was in the States. I'm an American, but I do live in Canada. I'm up here in um, in Alberta. What? So yeah, I'm up here I with you. I did not know that. See? Yeah. Another person. Awesome. Yeah. I don't have the accent, but I, I live here. So <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm so thankful. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Friend, I am so glad that you joined us today. You can connect with us on social media at Women Encouraged on Instagram and on Facebook at the Women Encouraged page. You'll also find show notes posted shortly at women-encouraged.com. And please feel free to drop us a note as well. You can send us direct messages on social media or email us info at womenencouraged.ca. I'll close with these verses from Jesus's prayer in John 17, 14 to 18. He said, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. 
As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Friend, if you have trusted in Christ, then by God's great mercy, you've been transformed and given a heart that is called to love God's good ways. And as Jesus prayed, we are sent out, not as women who will always be loved and appreciated or celebrated for speaking the difficult truth, but He goes with us. And when we are standing in the truth of His character and in His word, we can share the truth confidently, knowing we're never alone. Share boldly, friend. Share the truth about sin and share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless and strengthen you as you speak His truth. Thanks again for being here.